0: Well, Cinco Paul is a Hollywood screenwriter and a fan of Julie Andrews. Here we go. He also is the big guy behind Despicable Me 1, 2, and 3, The Secret Life of Pets, Dr. Zeus, the Lorax, uh, Dr. Zeus is Horton Hears a Who, Hop, Santa Claus 2, Bubble Boy, and so much more. He graduated summa cum laude from Yale University and got an MFA in screenwriting from USC and became a screenwriter instead of being a pop rock music artist dude. Cinco, along with his writing partner Ken Dario, I think is how you say his name, they've written screenplays for some of the most recognized and highest-earning animated movies in the history of the universe. Uh, But in a recent article that I found online, Cinco has come up with uh, three suggestions for his new Mormon president to consider when Mm. it comes to making the Mormon church a little more relevant in the 21st century. So much to talk about, but he's on the line with us right now, Cinco Paul. How are you, sir? Great! How are you doing? Do you st- Are you, like, when you worked with Julia, did you get silly around her? Did you get silly around Julie Andrews? I mean, yeah,
1: you're too terrified. I was terrified of being silly, but uh, I I definitely was very obsequious and, you know, just it brought me back to, you know, just I had this uh, crush on her, you know, from Sound of Music and Mary Poppins and Thoroughly Modern Millie. But that's sort of the dream, you know, getting to work with... Some of your idols.
0: Oh. That was amazing.
1: Incredible dream, yeah.
0: Well, of course, let's do the name-dropping thing. Steve Carell, Kristen Wiig, Carol Burnett. Come on. Jim Carrey, wow. come on. Yeah. And then there's Danny DeVito.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Danny was great, too. Uh, Did you have to yeah, lower the Carol mic still? was also a thrill, because I grew up you know, watching her show and yeah. just being in awe of her. So.
0: Yeah, one of my favorite all-time guests. People ask me that. Oh, who do you interview that you really love? Uh, was Tim Conway. Just thrilled to have Tim Conway. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Classic. Great, great memories there. Um, do you still have three children? One of each? I still
1: do. Well,
0: <laughs> uh, two girls and a boy. Okay, that's what I meant. Uh, let me see if yeah. I can uh, guess their ages 26, 22,
1: was... and 18. Wow. Nice work. How creepy is <laughs> yeah, that, huh? You, you are, yeah. That's, that's actually. 26, 23, and 19 now. They've had just had birthdays. So. Oh, okay, so it wasn't actually that good. Um,
0: is it true? Is it true that Mrs. Zeus was not happy with the cat and hat
1: movie? Oh yeah. she told us many times that she was unhappy and she, I, I think she tell, she told this story about how she went on the set, her one day on the set, and she found Mike Myers and like looked him in the eye and, and oh he's Canadian I I maybe yeah, I'm gonna, easy easy people, people unhappy but he, she looked him in the eye and said like you were never my choice <laughs> wow. to be the cat in the hat <laughs> really so she was very proud of that moment but yeah, she was a little unhappy that that it had gone a little too far with the uh, body humor. St- in, in innuendos and that yeah. sort of stuff. So that's why she was happy to have two Mormon boys writing. and here's a who. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: Because <laughs> Mister Mister uh, Zeus, Mister um, is it Geisel? How do you say the last name? Yeah, Ted Geisel. Geisel yeah. Ted. I mean, he, was he not a, a God guy, a Jesus guy, or something? Wasn't he? Or was that just? Am I just thinking Charles M. Schultz? I thought Doctor Zeus had some kind
1: of well, God. Schultz so. was yeah. for sure. He was very religious. I don't think Geisel was. In particular,
0: yeah. Okay, but the name like Geisel—I mean, you gotta have some kind of history yeah. in the Old Testament in there somewhere. Um, <laughs> hey, who do you think, Cinco? Who do you think is um, who do you think Hollywood is more freaked out by—evangelical Christians in the industry or Mormons in the industry?
1: <laughs> well, we you know, Mormons in the industry barely register. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if Hollywood's freaked out necessarily by, you know, believers in their midst. Sometimes they're afraid to, to, to mention religion. I've come across this because they're afraid of offending evangelicals or or religious people.
0: Hmm.
1: You, you know, it's interesting, they're afraid, like, they'll get it wrong somehow, or stuff like that. Like they feel it's just too sensitive a subject, so they don't want to even raise it. It's not really an anti-religious agenda. I've never seen that, but so we've tried to, do, you know, in the first Despicable Me, we had the, the three little girls say a prayer, and uh, and that made people just a little nervous because they thought like, oh, you know, what if people don't like the way we're portraying prayer or something like that? So um, There's a little bit of that.
0: Who... uh between you and your writing partner, Ken is it Dario? Is that how you say his name?
1: Dario. Dario.
0: Between you and your writing partner, Ken Dario, who's more Mormony?
1: Who's more Mormony? <laughs> who that's asked? That's a good who question. Asked, who I asked mean, that question? Seriously. No one has ever asked that question. That's a that's a genius question. I mean I'd say that like when we first met I was more Mormony, but maybe he's more Mormony now. <laughs> he's he's got a daughter at BYU, you know. Oh, that's and, pretty uh, Mormony. Yeah, that's my kids all went back east to uh non BYU schools. So but now with a BYU kid and it looks like he has a son now who's sixteen who's aiming for BYU, I, th- I think he's definitely Hitting the top of the Mormon, neither. But, but in your in your uh, duo, he's the funny guy, right? <laughs> Are you basing that on our conversation? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, I'm just saying, um, he, well, was he not known for, for writing more of the gags? Yeah, well, more the visual humor and the action. Yeah. I mean... I'd say we're both the funny guy, uh, uh, right. but he would he would appreciate that comment okay. for sure. But no yeah, way. I do I deal with like a lot of the structure and the emotion, that part of the storytelling and sometimes times Ken will come up with the gags. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. I'll accept it. <laughs> Just lock
0: that answer in. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, what is the downside of being
1: baptized in a swimming pool? My gosh, you did some some research. Uh, for me, there's no downside. <laughs> it's a cool story. <laughs> it was the best, you know. In, in the Mormon Church, things are pretty regimented, so I don't think they would allow people to be baptized in swimming pools anymore. Yeah. But I was kind of a an exception. I wanted to do it. I, I, I don't want to get into my whole story because it's just like we will take too long. But I was sort of half raised in the church, half not in the church, and I finally joined and got baptized when I was 18. But everybody had always been saying, like, when are you going to get baptized? When are you going to get baptized? And so when I did it, I, I sort of, not to, not to give them the satisfaction, I did it kind of discreetly. <laughs> in my friend's swimming pool, because I didn't want everybody gloating, like, ah, finally we got him baptized. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, But was it a real pool, or was it like a Mr. Turtle pool? No, <laughs> it was. Mr. Turtle Pool, you know, we do baptism by immersion all the way under, so Mr. Turtle, I don't think it would have worked. Uh, yeah, a, you can get a pretty yeah, good amount of water you in can there. Get in there.
0: You know, I remember oh, I, bat- yeah, yeah. I, I baptized a guy in Australia one time, and we had the tank at the Baptist Church, just concrete tank. And uh, and the first time I baptized somebody, I walked into the water and it was frigid because it didn't have any hot water going into the thing. So that was the first thing we bought as a church after I got on board. There was like, dude, we're having hot water in this thing. That's <laughs> what... a, little, a heater, oh, yeah, something, yeah, that's you know. Important. But that was ridiculous. And then the first t- first guy I baptized, big rugby dude. I smacked his head off the concrete, oh, almost like oh. right cold. Like it was it was not good. And then another guy That's baptized. Kind of on you, though. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then another guy baptized. um He was another rugby guy, but he was a small dude. And, and uh, he, he was really nervous about it. So I, I screwed with him a little bit. And I said, look, you need to understand something about baptism. To the depth that you've sinned. That determines how far under you go and how long you stay under. <laughs> so I held him down for like eight seconds, which is a fairly long time in baptism terms. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Anyway.
1: Um, so, we had a lot of success with rugby players in Australia, I guess.
0: Yeah, they just, they, they knew they were despicable me's. Nice. Nice. Uh, See what I did there? Yeah, excellent. Bringing it all back. Thank you. Yeah. Cinco Paul on the show with us. What a great name, Cinco Paul. I just... Do you know... Have you met any Thanks. other Cinco's?
1: Yeah, when I was uh, growing up in Phoenix, there was a... Actually, we had family friends who had five girls, and the youngest was named Cinco. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that was the only... That's the only other Cinco I've ever met. Was but. the fourth one named Quattro? No, again, like they all had normal names, except for all right. little was sinko. she an oopsa baby, really
0: you're you gonna ask that that's well, because not important. no
1: because you know if you have all these names all picked out, you're we like don't wanna know about
0: the parents you all know right. behaviors right. in the bedroom sure Come you can tell everybody about how you hold people in the <laughs> water <maybe>. <laughs> okay um. <laughs> uh, Cinco, how the heck did your dad and mom ever get together? Seriously, your mom's a Mormon, your dad's a Catholic, really not too keen on the Mormon stuff. And both those tribes are pretty strict about who they marry.
1: Uh, Oops, a baby. Ah.
0: Right back to what Tim just said. That was really weird. Wow. You're like like pathetic. I mean, prophetic. I must have done my research. Shut up.
1: Yeah. Well, that was it. My dad wasn't really... ever a practicing Catholic. You know, he never went to, to church. Oh, Who is? Yeah. <laughs> but he, he was... There. I went to Catholic high school, so I've known some. But
0: he was, he was not cool, necessarily, about... Like, there were limits on how much Mormon stuff
1: you could do, right? Yeah, 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 definitely. And he, you know, I think... He had bad experiences with people who were Mormons, I think, in business or something. And also, he saw it as a kind of a, a wedge between us because it was my mom's thing and not his. So he he definitely limited the activities and church attendance, and, and said I couldn't get baptized till I was sixteen. That was the rule.
0: Right, and then you held off to eighteen just to be that kind of kid. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't didn't want to do things the easy way.
0: No. <laughs> Have you? Okay, seriously, I never ask. When I first started the show 15 years ago, I was embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to admit that I would ask this kind of question. I would say something like, uh, okay, so as a Christian in Hollywood, you know, is do you ever get picked on, you know, or do, you know, and it's just, who cares? I just don't, I'm not there anymore. But I actually am kind of curious about your, you being the Mormon guy. Has anybody kind of wigged out and, you know, after they found out, oh, wait, you're a Mormon? Ooh, I don't know if we can work with you. Like, is that ever, that's never happened,
1: right? That has never happened, and it's weird to me the way sometimes religious people demonize Hollywood or feel like Hollywood has it in for them or something because I've personally yeah. never witnessed that i mean I mean obviously there are probably political views that are different and and uh and you know views about religion that are different, no. but I really don't think I hate this sort of persecution complex, you know no, no, exactly. to feel like 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 Hollywood is is against them because I've never found that I've I've only been treated with like people had like respect for my yeah. beliefs and you know I said I never work on Sunday you know that's something of mine and and never got any pressure to do it you know there's always just understanding and and support so
0: yeah I, I think persecution so-called persecution big air quotes <laughs> yeah. has to do more with the fact that you're a jerk rather than what you believe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know, that's, we've,
1: that's probably true. We've
0: all met those religious people who whinge and complain about being persecuted at work, and then you, you look at them and you go, well, there, yeah, there's a reason you're getting persecuted, because uh, I want to slap you, and I'm
1: even part of your tribe, you know. Yeah, and maybe some people kind of like to be persecuted yep. or sort of like to, like... Bathe yep, in that You know it's, it's, Yeah, it's not healthy
0: No, speaking as a professional victim I can understand what you're saying <laughs> um,
1: yeah.
0: Let's let's, And I want to clarify something here And I learned this a long time ago And I just want to be clear About the vernacular we're using here It is actually okay. It's a bit of a weenie thing For someone to say Oh, are you a Christian Or are you a Mormon? Because that's just not theologically What you I mean, you guys if For all the Jesus people Out there listening Mormons consider themselves uh,
1: Christian True story? Yeah Yeah yeah, we do I mean we believe in Jesus Christ we accept him as our Savior we he's the Son of God um, all that stuff I mean I I don't try to make a big issue out of it because I understand that you know we have certain beliefs that are different yeah. and there's some delineation there, there are off, there are, you know there are offshoots of Mormonism that I would prefer not be called Mormon <laughs> you know a lot <laughs> of the polygamist groups Man. and so you know I kind of understand it but but the unfortunate thing is, it does lead people to believe that we don't believe in Christ. You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Which and is, which, which not is untrue. Not true. Yeah. Not true. All right. Uh, I read that article that was uh, out there, and I got in touch with Jana. Jana Reese, a great girl, and she uh, connected uh, yeah. us together. And uh, and so I want to go over these points because I thought, well done. I don't know if you've oh, got. Thanks. I don't know if you've got any pull, or. Or not? I have no poll, zero. <laughs> <pull>. <laughs> but basically, you got it, You guys got a new uh, CEO? No, president. What do you call him? yeah, president. Yeah, uh, president be, of the church, prophet. Prophet. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so, when you become the president, you become a prophet, or do you have to be a prophet first before you become president?
1: Well, typically, you know, we have a we have a, a quorum of twelve apostles in our church, and so and the, the the president of the church is taken from the quorum of twelve apostles, and the apostles are all considered prophets, seers, and revelators too. So, okay. <clears throat> so you've you've officially be, you've already been a prophet, but when you're the head of the church, you're the one who receives revelation for the entire church. Now, there's been some... Which is not my purview, but I'm just making a couple suggestions. Yeah, well,
0: I'm going to get to your suggestions in a second, but there's been some people that have said over the years, why do you guys pick a president who's like four years away from dying? (laughs) Mm. You you know, you seem to always pick guys who are ancient. Um, So how old was was your last president? Uh,
1: President Monson... I don't know how he was. Late 80s or ni- probably 90s. Okay. Yeah. How old is the new uh, president? I believe uh, President Nelson is 93. Okay, so that, you know,
0: that's kind of interesting to me as an outsider. And I'm just looking at it from almost from a. Not a theolog. Look, I, I don't think. Hold on, let me back this up. There are t- yeah. too many um, evangelical churches that are bringing to the pulpit or as the boss of their ministry or whatever people that are too stinking young. As far as I'm concerned, you got to have some life under your belt. If you're going to lead, be a spiritual leader. That's just what I think. So I get bringing in someone older. I get that, but dude, not in their nineties. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, you know, people have expressed concern about sort of the, you know, they're five generations away from, you know, some of the, the people in the church and, and, um, the, the response to that typically has been, you know, President Gordon B. Hinckley was the prophet two prophets ago, and he said, you know, how great is it to have someone so wise, you know? And I think it also prevents the possibility of scandal. That's true. You know, <laughs> with having a leader of the Church, you know, of, of that age. But there probably is, a, like, a, a concern and a, a valid concern that, like, in some ways they can maybe be out of touch with what, like, the millennials are thinking, you know, and... and, and that way of thought but but the hope is that you know god knows everything and can communicate that to the prophet no matter what his age is
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, chatting with Cinco paul man i just love that name. it feels like you should be a wrestler or something <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a mexican wrestler a that mexican with those, wrestler. those masks that yeah, they wear yeah. that's I mean, awesome my, you know, yeah my like... next phase of my career <laughs>
0: He's a Hollywood screenwriter. Uh, Despicable Me, One, Two, Three. Secret Life of Pets. Doctor Zeus Lorax. Doctor Zeus Horton. Here's a Who. Hop. Santa Claus. Two. Bubble Boy. Am I missing something? Those are the big ones, right? Uh, yeah, those
1: are. I think you're hitting hitting
0: all of okay. them. All right. Yeah. Well, let's talk about your top three suggestions for the Mormon Church. I, I really, really okay. like these. This is why we're we're chatting. So uh, this is kind of quotish, quoting you, quotishing you. Have you done all you can do to care for the poor and needy? Would be a much better barometer of temple worthiness, in other words, permission to enter a Mormon temple, right? you got to go through the yeah. things, and I'll, we'll talk about more of that in a second. Then whether or not we can drink coffee, for example. So in other words, do you drink coffee? No. No. Well, then no, you're. Then I don't. Well, hold on. But this is like part of the temple permission stuff. Do you drink coffee? Oh, right. No. So okay, you can go in the temple. Would it not be better to to maybe say, Have you done all you can to care for the poor and needy? Yes, I have. Although, really, who can ever say I've done all I can to care for the poor? I mean, yeah, I don't know. Anyway.
1: Yes. No. You. Yeah. It's one of. And maybe it should just be, Are you doing, you know, what you can, or you know, are you know, are you doing your best, or something like that? I, but I see. I feel you know, the more I study the life of the Savior and the Gospels and everything in the Scriptures, it seems like that's so important. You know, that's just such a a call from from Christ to, to take care of the poor and needy, and I feel sometimes we don't emphasize that as much as we should, and it feels like that would be an opportunity. I mean, in all fairness, coffee isn't the only question there are a series of questions that you're asked you know to to go into the temple and and they're all really good questions but i feel like this one would be a good one too to put our focus where it, it needs to be yeah oh uh well actually
0: i'd like to if you don't mind i would like to uh, just just get into uh, some of those things okay in my notes here uh, hold on where's my notes where's my notes so here's what i've got uh, and there, uh, I don't know if I should go through all of them, but in order to go, you know, get into the temple, do you have faith in and a testimony of God, the Eternal Father, His Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost? Do you have a testimony of atonement of Christ and His role as Savior and Redeemer? Do you have a testimony of the restoration of the gospel in these latter days? Do you sustain—here's uh, the one that, you know, Oh man, it's, you know, the organizational thing. It's the—do um, you sustain the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints as the prophet, seer, and revelator— and as the only person on the earth who possesses and is authorized to exercise all priesthood keys, do you sustain members of the first presidency and the quorum of the twelve apostles as prophet seers and revelators? Do you sustain the other general authorities and local authorities of the church? In other words, are you, uh, I don't know what, like, what does that actually mean? Have you ever said bad stuff about the bosses of the church? Is that what
1: that means? Um, well, I mean, I guess there is diff- there are different interpretations of what sustain means, right? Because that's the verb there, sustain. And I feel like it means you support them and you you know you follow them and mm-hmm. and uh, I I mean I'm hoping that that my suggestions you know aren't interpreted by people as could it could be some people say like well you're not sustaining the leadership because you're saying there's something that's, that's where I was going to go. Stop reading yeah. my notes, man. <laughs> but I you know it is it's interesting like the response has been predominantly like really positive but but it makes a little people nervous cuz culturally in the church there's a thing where you're like people are sometimes nervous about being critical or 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 complaining or pointing out that everything's not perfect, you know. Mm-hmm. And to me that's there's and I pointed it out in the article I wrote that there's there's a tradition of, you know, people complaining or pointing out things that are wrong that have have led to change for the better in the church. So that was the spirit in which I was presenting.
0: I, no, I I love it. Um, here's yeah, the one yeah. that here's the one I really dig. This is good um, because I, if I ever stop doing what I'm uh, doing now, I don't know. I would really enjoy being paid to hunt down deadbeat dads and ex husbands. Ah, yeah. It would just be so fun to do that. So here's the thing. Do you have financial or other obligations to a former spouse or children? If yes, are you current in meeting those obligations? Dude, that's perfect.
1: I love that one. Sorry. Yeah, got, they got don't a want excited. any deadbeat, deadbeat dads in the temple. Yeah. You need to take care of your family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, there's lots of interesting things. You know, I'm friends with a guy named Tal Backman. Do you know that name?
1: Oh yeah, he's a musician, right? He Pop is. musician. Yeah, yeah he's, yeah, he's
0: got the big song, uh, "She's So High." kind of big in the nineties. Right, and he's
1: the son of Randy Boxman. Son, of right? right? Yep, yep. son.
0: Yep, son of from Randy. Overdrive? That's yeah. right. Yep, Randy lives a few blocks here from the studio and Tal's on the show regularly. And I first saw Tal on Bill Maher's Religious. He was like the ex-Mormon guy that that was on there speaking and I thought, you oh. know what, you know what? That was like a such a short little clip. I thought he's got way more to say. So I invited him on the show and, and had him share his whole journey uh, out of Mormonism. And so we've had just very very interesting discussions uh about this whole thing. Um but I, I actually don't – he said, do you want me to come on the show and talk and talk with, uh, with you know, you guys about, about uh, the whole what you believe and what you don't believe? And I, I thought, yeah, I'm not really interested in challenging Cinco Paul's belief system here right now. Um, <laughs> um, no, other people, you know, big, big Mormon theologians or whatever. But there's a thing here that says something oh, – I wish I could find this again – that said something like um, uh, basically – or, or do you have any association with dirtbags who think Mormonism sucks? I think it's worded a little differently.
1: <laughs> it is. It's slightly different. Yeah. It's, well, yeah there it is. There it it is. Do you
0: support, absolutely. affiliate with, or agree with? Support, affiliate is the key one, or agree with any group or individual whose teachings or practices are contrary to or oppose those accepted by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? Whew, man, that's some serious isolationism right there.
1: Yeah, I'm not always sure. I always get a little nervous because I think like, well, I'm in the writers' guild. Is that is that a problem? <laughs> <laughs> I I honestly think about that when that question comes because I'm generally, you know, I'm not affiliated with much but I think like, well writers, you know. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I think that's specifically to root out people who are like groups that are I think sometimes it's like these polygamous groups, it's to root out that. You know people who are part of groups that are directly opposed to the church, I think that's that's what it's about. It's not like you know it's yeah, I don't know what to say about that question yeah yeah, yeah yeah. yeah.
0: I find you uh interesting yeah <laughs> let's let's move let's move on. I find you interesting too. Oh, stop. okay, here's the next one. um every other church youth group that I know. That I know of has teens of both genders gathering together. Separating our teens seems like, seems like a relic of bygone era and perpetuates the idea that the opposite sex is the other. Keeping them together would be better for all involved, promoting increased understanding and empathy and socialization. And then maybe we can consider not separating the adults from uh, third hour either. So I want you to explain third hour, and then I'll just keep going here. Oh, yeah. I, I can't think of a single high priest group lesson I've attended that wouldn't have been improved by the presence of the sisters. Uh, the gospel group—sorry, uh, the gospel group. I just said gospel group after sisters. The gospel should be yeah. about bringing people together, not keeping them apart. Hmm. Um, I'm assuming that the reason they're keeping the genders apart is because they don't want— the, the the kids to be sidetracked by flirty things and so they just kind of stay together but that's
1: presuming that everyone's straight yeah and it's also you know what's wrong with flirting and getting to know you know getting to know people of the other gender and i just think it's it it it, it would help and and maybe i'm maybe i'm off on this do other churches separate No. The teenage boys and girls. Well, they
0: they might for particular talks, like, hey, we're going to have a sex talk. And so in order for for the guys to be real about things and not be wigged out or the women to be, you know, feel awkward or whatever, teens kind of stuff. But, yeah, you know what? If you spell flirting backwards, uh, it spells Satan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did not know that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, we speak different language here in Canada. Yeah, I think
1: separating them, and it just makes... The boys end up being really awkward around girls because they haven't spent enough time, you know, with them. I say, stuff like force force them all to be together and to get to know each other and mm. understand where they're coming from. I think it could only be a positive thing.
0: Um, okay. Crazy. Yeah. No. 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 I get it. I get it. All right. Let's go to the uh, to the final one here, and this is a big one for me, man. Our, oh, yeah Our hymnal this is, by the way, these are the words of Cinco, Cinco Paul. Uh, so let it be written, so let it be done. Yeah. Our hymnal and notions of what music is reverent are antiquated and tied to 18th and, cent- and 19th century Western European tradition. Uh, both the church and the gospel are a lot bigger than that now, and in truth, we always have been. We have been conditioned throughout our lives to think that a certain type of music is appropriate for worship. And if we hear anything different, we immediately feel that it's not conducive to the spirit. But that's merely a cultural construct and is not supported in any way by doctrine. So this is a thing that the evangelical church went through a billion years ago. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Tim and I were part of that generation where we were like, Come mm-hmm. on, "The music sucks, man. You know, we need to <laughs> we need to sing better stuff." Um, so I, I'm just thinking, uh, are you guys really that far behind? Like, you're still sitting there singing old timey gospel things?
1: Oh yes, but it's the church is you know very conservative and very slow to change. So. I mean there have been a few additions to the hymnal of of songs that I would think have a little more of a contemporary feel to them but uh, mostly it's it's the old stuff and uh, so they're
0: afraid you know, like I-, I remember in the Jesus Tim you remember this oh yeah people would say well that that's good. that music has the, the certain beat and that's like satanic yep. because that beat makes you think about sex or something like they really well, people said was, this kind of there thing
1: there was the 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 evil chord the triad chord which the old church would say it it's it would summon evil it was just a certain sound and they were that wound up about it so i understand you know their concerns in a you know religious sense but not in like a reality sense yeah
0: but at the same time senko i really hope you guys well first of all i hope that there's some movement there uh, but I hope you don't get to the point where you're, you're doing what the Evangelical Church is doing, which is, you know, you have to sing three erotic love songs to your boyfriend Jesus every service.
1: <laughs> I I was not aware yeah. of that. that that's, 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 a that's a rule. That's thing now. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I would just like to see, I mean, there's strict limits to what sort of instruments can be played, and and certainly, you know, clapping is not allowed, and, you know, there's there's a lot of these things that are, that it's, everybody's grown up to it and is used to it, so they identify that with, oh, this is the type of music we should hear in church, but it's mm. just, we've all been conditioned to feel that way. There's, that's, I think God, you know, loves, praises son to him in all types of music. So uh, interesting. So- I say, I say, bring on the guitars, and the clapping, and... So hold on, you can't have guitar. Like, what? What are you allowed? What are the rules, man? Um, I it, you know it's basically we just have a piano or an organ, and then people sing. But for special music, you can you can bring in, I believe, you know, stringed instruments. What do you mean, special music? Well, like if you have a like oh, like a, a guest hymn, singer have, or something. Yeah, like a guest, like a special musical number. People can play cello or violin, there may be some flute allowed, but I don't think Ooh. brass is really press or saxophones no. or electric instruments, Any even acoustic guitars.
0: So, for example, could, uh, if you invited Ron Burgundy to a service,
1: <laughs> he, could, yeah. he could play his flute, <laughs> sure. I mean, he wouldn't be able to play jazz flute as long as it was something appropriate. No yeah. flames coming out? No.
0: no, 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 none of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um man, are you
0: just I'm gonna keep saying what I said. I think I got a little crush on this guy, single Paul, right here on the Drew Marshall show. Stop, this is weird. Stop, this is weird. Thank you for writing what you wrote. Thank you for being somebody who stinks of integrity. I could smell it from here. Um thank you for uh being a non combative or irritatingly pushy Mormon. Um
1: <laughs> Did I say that right, Tim? <laughs> These are all wonderfully yeah, backhanded compliments.
0: <laughs> Thanks for not that's being a jerk.
1: Yeah.
0: No, I just, I like when I meet people who believe different stuff who aren't jerks. That's it. It's pretty simple. Mm. Me too. Yeah, it's so nice. And I can't wait to grow up and be one of those kind of people. I ah. just... <laughs> ah. it's, really going to help. Listen, is there anything you want to uh, sell or flog? Do you have, like, keychains in your website or anything? Frisbees? Anything at all? You don't even have a website.
1: No. I, I mean, people can follow me on Twitter if they want. Syncopedia. C-I-N-C-O-P-E-D-I-A. Yeah. Do you ever, and, get, to, do you ever, do you ever get to Toronto? Um, I was there once to work on a... They, they were filming a movie called Ice Princess, a Disney movie, and oh, I thought that was about Margaret in. Thatcher. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they brought some writers in to punch up the script, and so we had a brief, like, two or three days there. It seemed lovely. I, uh, it actually, seemed lovely. you know, the first movie I wrote was Bubble Boy. We turned it into a musical, and recently we traveled to Brandon, Manitoba, oh, right. Canada. Well, wow. And there was a school there that was putting on Bubble Boy the Musical, and we tried it in general go to yeah. the productions and meet the kids we're putting on the show and we that was the last time I've been to Canada Brandon, it was Mennon. delightful visiting the folks there Brandon sure, sure. Yeah.
0: yeah a lot of Mennonites there so that would be you'd feel comfortable with those people
1: oh yeah I guess so they have yeah. the same
0: instrumentation rules yes. I think So, ah there uh, yeah. we go Brandon uh, home of the Brandon Wheat Kings and Lori Boshman ladies and gentlemen, just exactly. in case you're a follower of hockey. Um, listen, Cinco... No, they were
1: playing. They were in like the playoffs or something when we were there. It was very... <laughs> there a lot of excitement.
0: <laughs> wow, That's funny. I, I just... I thought I'd throw that out there thinking Cinco's not going to know what I'm talking about, but he does. Oh, I know the Weekings. Yeah, yeah. Too, funny. Too funny. <laughs> The whole town was
1: excited. It, That's yeah. good.
0: Listen, thank you. I really, really appreciate this conversation uh, and I, I wish you the best in your uh, in your new career. As a screenwriter, I hope that goes well for you. And
1: <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Good stuff, man. Thanks, Inko. Take care. Uh, all
0: right. You okay. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.